Blog Talk Radio. role of an employer, 
and I'm going to be interviewing him. So listeners today get to hear a live mock interview. I'm going to ask him some of the tough questions that get asked in interviews, and this wasn't pre-rehearsed, um, but he'll answer them. And at the end of the show, we're going to take this just like it's a live interview. I'll ask him a series of questions, and then I'll ask him if he has any questions for me as the um, employer. And then before we wrap up, we'll kind of critique and provide feedback as to key points that our listeners should think about when they're interviewing. Because what I thought that this format and this show was so important is that we often tell people what they should do in an interview. Well, I thought, let's show you. Because some interviews are over the phone, so you have to be aware of how your voice and your projection over the phone, and even how you craft your answers. Um, the same ones that you use, whether it's a phone interview or live interview, David's going to give us some examples today. So listen closely. You may have to listen to the show a couple of times. But then take those tips. And one of the things I emphasize is that you need to practice interviewing, especially if you're not, uh, you haven't done it recently um, or you just get nervous before an interview. Practice, practice, practice until you become comfortable. For some people, it may seem obvious because in the interview you're just talking about yourself and your experience, but many of us or uh, those out there may have had those times when you got nervous in the interview and you locked up and you forgot your trend of thought or you forgot a key point that you want to say. Whereas if you practice in advance, get comfortable, and you keep saying it over and over, it will flow for you. So uh, not only that, Jacqueline, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We will have more of these mock interviews with individuals, some in group sessions, some in individual sessions, and you may be a part of those mock interviews and get that mock interview uh, and download it for your own personal critiquing. So. Stay tuned for that type of show coming up. Additionally, uh, uh, you know, since we only have a limited amount of time here, we may not be able to get to everything as far as an interview is concerned, but we're going to try to cover all the important issues. We won't go into uh, uh, things like uh, uh, benefits or, uh, or, 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 um, or time off or anything. This is the meat of the resume, how uh, you're supposed to respond to the question. So, so pay attention, focus in, uh, take notes, and, and get ready. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and as David said, there's a lot of different aspects. We're going to hit key points. And this is going to be a series of uh, shows because a lot of you who may know, we worked with Atlanta BDPA this year, and we did a uh, professional development career boot camp. And we did the mock interviews, and it was a big success. Um, and we plan to do that again next year. But the radio show is allowing us to do that for those who didn't get to attend the boot camp, but also for those, sometimes you can't wait till next year to our next boot camp. You, are, you may have an interview coming up next week or in the next couple of weeks. Or something that I often find, too, is people think they did really well in the interview, and then they wonder why they didn't get the job. Well, in the real world, you don't get that feedback. The, the people don't often really, they kind of gloss over. Maybe they went with another candidate or they went with the internal candidate. That's kind of just insider speak that you weren't the right one 
or the interview, you didn't sell yourself completely. So by doing mock interviews with professionals like ourselves and even being one of our, if you want to be one of the ones on our show where we actually do a mock interview with you and give you live feedback so others can hear, what it allows you to do is to get that feedback, allows you to tweak it. And plus, as David said, when you play it back, you get to hear for yourself maybe some of the things that you can do differently and continuously improve. So as long as you're out there interviewing and selling yourself or your ideals or your business, practice, 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 and we're going to give you a new form to do just that. So what I'm going to do right now is now we're going to begin the mock interview. So we're going to go into our role playing. I am now employer uh, XXX. We're not going to use any specific name here. But we are using kind of a, a recent scenario, so it is in reference to a very real job. Yeah, and uh, some of you who are uh, new to the IT industry or new to the to the workforce, still listen and take what you can from this. Personally, I've got a lot of experience, so during this interview, I am going to call and and and, um, and highlight that experience. So I understand how that may not relate to you individually if you're new to the workforce, but I'm sure you'll be able to get something out of it once you think about it. So, so sit tight, listen in. And here we go. So, hello, Mr. David Blackman. Thank you uh, for. Uh, submitting your resume to us, and we're interested in learning a little bit more about you. Hi. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm really excited about the uh, opportunity to work for you guys. Excellent. Excellent. Well, first of all, then, tell me, what do you know about the position? Well, the position, as it's stated, is Senior Project Manager of IT, and from reading the description, I'll be managing various technical projects from internal lifecycle projects to client services, such as new infrastructure, new software bills, things of that nature. So I'm really excited about, excited about the opportunity. Excellent, excellent. And, and tell me, um, what do you know about the, the company and, and what are you looking for in a company? Well, I've been, I've, read, I've been on the website, read some of the press releases, and you guys are doing some fantastic things with technology and the new services that you're offering to the uh, business community. So I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. Excellent. And tell me, um, based on where you're currently working, uh, why are you looking for a, a job at this time? Well, we've been... Uh, company X, we've been doing some great things, and I've been very fortunate to be <clears throat> a part of those activities and projects. I've been very successful there, and I was I'm just I was just limited in my growth opportunities there. So I'm looking for uh, an environment where I can grow professionally and maybe move to uh, higher levels of responsibility. I see. Okay, very good. Well, then, tell me about one of your most recent projects. Well, my most recent project was a fascinating technology that we were deploying called a mobile wallet, and it serves the uh, uh, purchasing community and allows your smartphones to become a point-of-sales device where it's, it turns the entire shopping experience into a total cashless and plastic-less environment. So, uh, I was able 
accolades from that. And if you check my references, they'll back up that um, uh, my success there. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the type of documentations and artifacts that you, you maintain as the project manager for that project. Well, I've had my weekly scrum meetings where uh, my deployment team gets together and we define all the um, um, all the uh, quick wins and the pain points and the uh, um, um, uh, the next level of action items in our and we and I capture those in my meeting minutes. I also have a project schedule in Microsoft uh, Project that I maintain, uh, tracking all the uh, uh, the tasks and the important milestones and the timeline of those deliverables. I also have a project plan document, which is in a Word document form. Uh, this is one thing that now is uh, that doesn't irritate me, but it's uh, important to emphasize that the project schedule is different than the project plan. Those are two separate documents. Lots of times people call the schedule an actual plan. So I don't want to digress on that, but uh, I just wanted to point that out. I also maintain a project plan document that defines each stage of the deployment schedule. So um, at, at my level, that's the limit of my documents or responsibilities. Okay, okay. And tell me a little bit about your the, the project team, the people on the team. How big was your project team? And uh, were they dispersed? And, and, and how did you uh, help make sure that your team was cohesive and, and worked together? Well, I had uh, about 15 resources on my project team, and they were all over the country. We had our, as I mentioned, we had our weekly scrum meetings, and throughout the week we had touch point meetings to dig and dig deeper into any particular um, phase of the project. Uh, 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 and the responsibilities around deployment of uh, this particular hardware. Uh, we have we use technology. We have our WebEx where we are able to share documents, and I'm able to share the project schedule. Uh, we have a conference bridge that we use also. So uh, we uh, and that has video capability as well. So we use the full gamut of technology to stay in contact throughout the week. Okay, excellent. And then tell me about how comfortable are you, are, are you more comfortable uh, when you're interacting with technical people or with business and, and customers? Well, this is one place where I excel, and I'm really proud of my accomplishments in this area. I really enjoy being that bridge and filling the gap between uh, the business requirements and the technical tactical execution uh, to to achieve those business results. So I I love being that bridge and being in the middle to help that translation of uh, ideas into actions. Okay, very good. Um, and let me ask you about as far as your strengths and your weaknesses. This is a, this. Um, give me one strength and then give me one weakness. I've always liked to say, and I've always proud of my ability to multitask. So I enjoy taking on a lot of projects. I enjoy taking on, I don't enjoy them, but I'm capable of taking on a lot of tasks and a lot of issues at the same time. And I feel though I manage my time well to give each one of those areas its due diligence to ensure we can move the change even further to 
the next stage. So my strength, I believe, is multitasking. Conversely, um, my managers have told this to me that my, one of my weaknesses is doing too many things at the same time. So my strength is my weakness, but it's a, it's a good weakness to have because I'm always looking to do more and do many things because uh, I don't like leaving things that I see that are an issue to the, uh, uh, to the organization and to my projects. I don't like leaving them untouched by me. I feel so I'm the best person to address those issues. So even though I take on too much, I feel so they need to be addressed. And hopefully I'll have a staff that I'm able to um, um, uh, to help me with some of these additional tasks and issues that I see are pain points to my project. Okay. Excellent. And you mentioned your, your management. What type of uh, manager do, do you work best with? What type of management style do you work best with? And maybe even describe what is your management style. Well, I, uh, I'm pretty much a, a, what we used to call in the military a, a laissez-faire manager. I, um, I like being my own boss and uh, solving my own problems. If I come to my manager with an issue, then I'm not just bringing an issue. I'm also bringing a solution. So all I need from my manager at that point is his endorsement of that solution or an alternative solution. But I'm not coming with just a problem for my leaders to solve. The leaders expect you to solve your own problems and provide them uh, that solution and where they only need to basically validate or endorse your solution. So uh, that's the type of leaders I like working for, and that's the type of leader I would like to become uh, for my staff if I'm giving a staff of people. Uh, You usually have staff at different levels of experience, so it will depend on uh, my staff that will determine what type of management skill I use. Absolutely. Okay, thank you for that. Tell me about when you you know looking back uh, over your career. Tell me something that you're really proud of. Well, um, since you mentioned my career, I was going to say my children, <laughs> but they're, they're 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 not part of my career. That's a different career. <laughs> but, but I'll throw that in there right now. I'm, I'm really proud of my children, but um, I'm really proud of the way I take on. Uh, problems and issues. My mind is always turning when I'm in a project or when I'm facing an issue, I'm always dissecting that issue, looking for ways to do it better. So I pretty much my own use case. So um, afterwards, I I like to, a specific example that I could uh, call on was when I was in, in the military at McDill Air Force Base, uh, we had a remote location that had multiple circuits, communications lines, servicing uh, uh, various departments at a remote location, and we consistently had problems on each and every one of those lines that are, were totally separate. Um, we had recently been chosen as a location for this new technology in communications. And um, I was chosen as uh, as one to uh, learn this new technology. So after I learned this technology, my wheels were already turning. I could already see different ways to deploy this technology. 
technology and use it uh, uh, for some of our connections. And I thought just specifically of that location. So I came back with that technology, proposed it to my managers and my leaders, and they proposed it to the headquarters, and they endorsed the idea. And it was a packaging system where we combined all these services onto a high-speed line using this technology that uh, that we were going to use at a larger scale, and it saved the uh, it saved the government a lot of money in operating costs and circuit costs because we combine all these services in one big uh, circuit and a backup line and eliminated all of these little specific lines. And it, not only did it save money, but it, it improved the technology and it improved the uh, um, uh, the readiness of that connection. And everyone was happy. So I'm most proud of
Well, without being specific, as I mentioned, I'm always looking for ways to improve my processes and and and, and the project that I become a part of. So I, I'm pretty much my own use case. So every project and every process I'm involved in, I'm automatically debugging it in my brain to find a better way to do that uh, that step. Uh, I'll find the owners of that process and offer them what I've uncovered, and at that point, that's all I can do. I'm not the owner of these processes, so I can only offer a suggested solution and and uh, to the owners, and hopefully they will take it and um, and 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 take and at least take a look at it to make some uh, changes that I might have pointed out. Okay. Okay. Very good. And as you know, IT is often changing. So how do you stay on top of the the, the changing environment in IT? How do you keep yourself current? I feel like this is a plug here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm very active in a local uh, nonprofit organization uh, called uh, Black Data uh, uh, Processors Association, and uh, uh, there's a group of networking and IT people within the within the uh, uh, Atlanta area, and uh, we hold uh, meetings. And not only that, um, I have a presence on LinkedIn, so I'm I participate in a lot of the groups on LinkedIn, the IT groups around uh, project management, around SQL, around development and coding. I'm in those groups, so it keeps me in touch with uh, with the technology and keeps my mind fresh on the changes and the advancements in all of those areas because I know my projects will in one way, shape, or form uh, be impacted by the new technologies. Excellent, excellent. And it really is, as, as we round out the, the question here is my last question is tell me where you see yourself in the next five years or the next five years in your career, anywhere from three to five years. What what are what do you see and, and what are you looking for? Well in about five years I see myself in a position of increased responsibility. Um, um, uh, not just managing uh, uh, projects but um, uh, managing people and impacting uh, the company in that way by leading and defining a direction. So uh, that's where I see myself in about five years. As you know, I've, I've been in this business for some time now, and you've seen my resume. I've, I've, I've accomplished a lot in my career. And while I could continue to do that, uh, I, I really look for more uh, an impact on the direction of my employers uh, towards the future. So I think I, I know I have that capability. So um, that's what I'm looking for in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me now give you the opportunity to maybe ask me some questions. Do you have any questions for me? Yes, um, I understand uh, the name of the group that I'm going to be a part of, but. Uh, what is my, even though it's a senior project management position from a uh, uh, from an operational perspective, um, what is my role in the group from a functional perspective? Well, um, great question. And one of the things is that our senior project managers 
They're also, um, part of their role is to mentor some of the other project managers. So in our environment today, we have some project managers who have come up through the, the company and the business, and they become project managers that way. But they've never worked outside of the organization. So they're still kind of new to project management, um, especially they, they may understand it from, uh, like you said, a PMP and from the, uh, the, the concepts behind it. But I think that a senior project manager as you, such as yourself coming into the company would be great as far as mentoring and role model and, and also coaching them uh, through actually implementing and driving things to, the, to a solution. So from a senior project management, there's kind of a dotted line kind of reporting of some of the junior project managers and new project managers to you. Um, so that will be part of, in addition to, like I said, you'll have your project and you'll, you'll perform your project management duties uh, along those lines. What we're also looking at is developing a PMO, and so we'll, we'll look to you as well to, to help us with driving and developing that. Well, that's great. I'm looking forward to those challenges and opportunities. Another question that I have uh, around the group are, uh, in addition to, uh, developing some of the young minds coming in. What have been some of the challenges of the group? That's, that's a very good question as well. So some of the challenges I'll, uh, I'll give you two. One of them is some of them, again, as I mentioned, them coming up through the business. Um, some of these are their peers. And it's easy enough that with your peers, it's kind of a different role when you're the project manager. And you may know this uh, very well, that you often have to motivate people to do things without you really having uh, the power uh, over them. In some cases, and, and this is something I often have to coach people about, um, in some cases, they're having to ask for deliverable from people who have a higher, um, what you might say, rank or job title mm -hmm. than themselves. And by them coming up through the business, they sometimes get intimidated by that and seem not to be able to carry out their responsibilities. So they forsake their own deliverables and schedules, um, and they use those as some of the reasons why they weren't able to. Whereas uh, they need to work on ways of, you know, motivating and also, you know, it, it's kind of a part of leadership is to inspire people to do things uh, and, and to do them in a timely manner. So. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you for that. And, and that actually answers uh, my next question that I had, which was uh, what my role was, would be in addressing those challenges. So that seems to be clear. Um that's all I have right now. Okay. Okay. Well, th those are great questions, and, and it's been great talking to you, great meeting you. Um, and um, as we talk about the next steps, we probably have a couple more candidates that we're interviewed, but we expect by the end of the week that we'll get back to you and uh, let you know if you're one of those final candidates that we'd like to bring back for our second interview. But before we close out, I'm going to ask you one last question um, and, you know, just kind of give you an opportunity to give any final comments uh, that you want to leave with me. 
But that would be is, can you tell me why you think, you know, now that we've had a chance to talk about the the group, the challenges in the group, your role, and that type of thing, why you would be the best candidate uh, for this position? Well, I know I'm the best candidate for this position. I bring a lot of experience to this position. Uh, this position seems like it was made specifically for me. Um, not only do I bring a lot of experience, uh, I, I don't want to give you the impression that I'm an old uh, uh, person and I'm bringing old methodologies. I stay plugged into the new technologies, and through my interaction with my nonprofit, I stay engaged with a lot of young people. So I work very well with seasoned uh, veterans as well as young people coming into the industry, and I'm looking forward to leveraging both the youth and the knowledge of my team to accomplish uh, the, the, the targets and the, uh, the missions that you set forth for me. This is a great position for me. You picked a great, a great candidate in myself, so I'm looking forward to the next level interview, and my schedule is fully open, so I'll be standing by waiting for the next call. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Buckman. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes our mock interview. Piece of cake. <laughs> See, uh, you know, that, that I, I really enjoyed that because, uh, you know, uh, I thought I was firing off some, some um, pretty hard questions, but you came right back. But, again, you're probably seasoned up at, at interviewing. But um, for you and, and, and talking about over the years, were you always just comfortable with interviewing, or uh, is this something that you kind of over year, the, the years at home? Do, do you practice a lot? Talk, talk about that. No, I don't actually practice a lot. I've just been on a lot of interviews, and that just uh, – I have to thank my background for that. Um, everyone loves interviewing former military people, uh, so, so I, and we always have a lot of experience. So I, I, I'm always able to call on that experience and, and passionately – uh, describe my contributions at that time, and that's what's in, that's one thing that's extremely important. Your interviewers will never downplay your accomplishments, even if you had just been an intern on one project. You got there. You're you're in that room for that interview. So speak glowingly of that project, uh, that internship, that position. I don't care if it, if you were just on the fries at McDonald's. Be glowingly of that experience and be proud of it and, and be passionate about it because that's what they're looking for. Absolutely. And, and you did do that. Let me, let me even talk about some notes that I took as you were talking and, and for our listeners. And these are, I just want to highlight some key points to always keep in mind. Even though this was a phone interview for all intents and purposes, you all probably, just as I could have been in the, the room with David, um, hear the energy. He used some great uh, adverbs and adjectives when talking about, when responding. There was energy. Um, you all couldn't see it, but I was getting great eye contact. Um, but, again, when you're on the phone, you sometimes have to project even more. Make sure you're sitting up straight. A lot of people recommend go ahead and put on a suit or 
interview attire so that you're a little bit more formal. Because if you're sitting casually, if you're slumping, if you're just kind of, you know, just talking like you were talking to, you know, one of your boys, like I was just doing, uh, <laughs> you can hear it on the phone. So sitting up straight. When we're doing the show, we're sitting up straight. We're talking straight into the, the phone. We're projecting. We're making sure that energy comes across on the phone. And I will tell you from my, I, as a hiring manager, I have not followed up or um, had candidates proceed to the face-to-face interview because I just didn't hear the energy on the phone. If you're not excited about this job and this role and this opportunity on the interview, then you're probably not going to bring the energy, in my mind, when you get the job. You know, it's like, does someone make you, have, you know, show up for this interview? You know, sometimes I want to apologize. Like, I'm sorry if I interrupted your day. I, as the employer, should not feel like that. Yes, and absolutely. And additionally, you may want to uh, um, write some notes down um, or some phrases and some lines that you will use. As a matter of fact, you can take that into the interview with you. If you have a notepad or a tablet uh, with questions that you want to ask, or some key points in your experience that you want to highlight. You can have that written down. That uh, that shows you're prepared, okay? No one is expecting you to have everything in your brain and that you could call up at a moment's notice. You can have it on uh, a tablet or on a notepad, and you can refer to it when you need to. So, as, again, that shows preparedness. And they're looking for people that are prepared, and they're looking for people that are professional. Uh, it's not phony, but you act and sound professional. Remember that. If anyone challenges you on how you sound, if you sound stuck up or anything like that, no, you're sounding professional. And the people that matter, they appreciate that. And the people that don't understand it, well, they don't matter. So it's important to understand to talk up, talk to the positions you're trying to get to, to the next level you're trying to achieve. Absolutely, absolutely. And and let me call out a, a few other key points. Love what you said about, you know, write down a few key phrases. And also I would say it's mandatory. You, you should have some type of portfolio or notepad and pencil when you go to the interview. That was also what you would carry your extra resumes in. Even in, you know, this age of technology where you email your resume or post it online and they can pull it down, still bring hard copies of your resume. Sometimes I ask, sometimes it's just out of habit, sometimes I didn't get to the center for the interview, sometimes I have a copy that I've marked up but I want to see a clean version of it. So I often do ask for, do you have a copy of your resume? But one of the things, as you noticed, when I started out the questions, I asked him about the position in the company. I was doing that to check to see did he do his homework. If you showed up for the interview, then I want you to know something about the, the position as much as possible, and I want you to know about the company. Um, there were some people that in my mind started out iffy when I looked at their resume, 
but they sold me on the fact that they did their homework. Right. Visit visit the company's website and look for their accomplishments there. Look for the, it's usually labeled press releases. Look for what they've done and, and write those things down on your notepad. So when it's time to speak about what you know about the company, you've got it right there in front of you. And you're, and show a genuine excitement about working uh, or the opportunity to work for that company and making more of those uh, exciting things happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say right here, some people may be thinking, wow, that, that's a lot of work. You know, my whole thing is keep this in mind. If you don't want to do the work, there's someone else, your competition, who is. Because I've had plenty of interviews where I had people come in and they just the little things caught my attention and completely put them on a whole different level as far as their competition. Another example about doing your homework I've had people, just like we uh, do Google candidates to find out what we can find out about them, look for their Facebook pages, look for their LinkedIn pages. I've had candidates actually look for my LinkedIn page um, and tell me, I saw an article you read, I, real, I know that you have this certification, we belong to the same organization. So they brought up to me what they had learned about me during the interview. And um, one person had told me that it was ironic, and she actually was from India. She had read one of my articles and been following me long before she even applied for the position and knew that I was the hiring manager for the position. So she had been following me for years, and just like my work and my articles, um, and she felt like it was an honor to meet me in person because I was just this, this um, author who was published on the, the Internet that she knew of. And so it was so flattering to me, and I knew she was genuine because she, she named some articles that I had written quite a while ago. So, um, you know, again, that, that just right then and there as the potential hiring manager, that just perked me up like, that she would do that that research. So right, right. kudos to her. Yes, and that shows a little bit of a separation. That separated her from the pack. Lots of times you go into these interviews and you just sound just like the last person that was there. Even though you don't know what that last interviewee sounded like, find ways to separate yourself to uh, from the pack, so to speak. So don't be afraid to differentiate yourself from your from your peers, uh, 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 we've heard sometimes. If you're if you have, remember, we heard this one at the uh, conference. If you're the smartest one in your group, you need to change your group. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, because you're you're not growing, you're not learning. So you, if you if you want to raise your game, if you want to move to the next level in your career, even though it's a young budding career. Um, you may need to uh, expose yourself to a different type of uh, 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 people. Uh, go on LinkedIn, uh, uh, join some of the interesting groups of the people and of the, the technologies that you want to be a part of. That will keep you plugged in. It will help you change your communication style and your language. You may develop some great relationships along the way, find some uh, find, find some. Um, um, find a mentor, or you may even find an intern-like opportunity where you can hang out in that environment. Uh, uh, recently, we've uh, come across a lot of young folks uh, wanting to get into gaming. 
that a lot of the gaming is out on the West Coast. Those developers are out on the West Coast. That would be a great opportunity and, and way to connect with some of those individuals. Go into LinkedIn and join some of the game development groups and, and at least get in the midst in the same uh, uh, print or uh, web environment as those developers. So, uh, and who knows what type of connections you can make there. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I think the Technology Expresso is also here to do. It's, and that's why we call it kind of the Expresso Cafe. It's kind of the, the meeting place, the virtual meeting place, to bring a lot of these different pieces together. Because if you didn't know better, you know, it, it's funny that I run into people who don't realize all of the different networking opportunities that there are out there, depending on what your specialty, your interest, what group you're in. And Technology Expresso, we're going to give you exposure to all of those. Um, and as you know, uh, one of our biggest supporters, uh, Atlanta BDPA, it's about people who are feeling disconnected. It gives you a, a group that will help you get connected. And, and so that's why BDPA Technology Express, so you come to us and we'll point you in the right direction. If we don't have what you need, we can point you in the right direction. This is, yes, visit our website, send us an email, give us a call, uh, let us know what's on your mind, where you need help with. We're here. That's what we like to do. We do this because we like doing it, okay? And so uh, it's, it's fortunate for our, our listeners that we like doing it, and we feel as though we're filling a niche, uh, filling a gap in the market. So <clears throat> we won't let you down. Give us a call, reach out to us, and we'll answer your questions. Absolutely. So let me go back to the interview. So I've talked about you having the right energy, um, about you doing your homework. The next big thing that I want to pick up on is using those industry buzzwords. Um, and, and you were talking about in the project management space, so um, some of those answers may have lost some of our audience because not everybody's familiar, but I'm, I like that you threw out the, the PMI organization, the PMP, for those who are project managers, um, those who are managers of looking for PM resources, those things would have set off bells in their mind. Yes, you, agile. You talked about agile. You sure did. You brought up agile. And that's one of the things, and, and to your point, if you write down these keywords, so no matter what the question is, find a way to throw your keywords in there. Make it appropriate. And that's where practicing um, comes in because, um, as as they're asking questions, and it was funny, we were just talking about, you actually had a real interview, and the person interviewing you did a lot of talking, and that sometimes happens. And, you know, but at the same time, sometimes you got to jump in there to make sure you leave an impression with them. Um, and so depending on the, the type of interview style, sometimes it can be tricky. But one thing I will say is, you should not be given one-word answers or yes-no answers. No matter what the question is, find a way to interject and make sure you get something across to them that leaves an impression. That's the whole point of the interview. Yeah, and, and sometimes during an interview, they may speak to something there where, where you don't have any experience in that area or, or you find yourself stumped or stuck. Well, that's where... You have to take. You have to find a way to take that question and turn it into something uh, where you do have a strength. Because uh, any question that they ask you, it will 
touch you in some kind of way. You will have something that you could uh, parlay to that is your strength. You may say, well, I, I don't have any experience in that area specifically. However, and you transition to your strength, and you speak to that strength. Absolutely. And I, I, I love one of your techniques as well. If they ask you a question and you don't find yourself, uh, you know, ready to answer at that point, you said, would you repeat the question? Right. That's very common. It just gives you a little bit more time to, to think about, to process, and as you said, be listening for key words that you could pick up on. What I was coming across in that question, if, if you uh, recall, I was talking about quality. So somehow relate the word quality because what I'm telling you as the person doing the interview, quality is important. And maybe we have issues with quality in our organization. Um, and, again, that's something that you need to take away as, okay, that's the key word to that employer. Now, you may be able to bridge and get an answer for that interview, but I promise when I got my second interview with that employer, I'd make sure quality was interwoven in, in some of my main answers because it came up in that, that initial phone interview. So I, I like the way you did that and said, would you repeat that question and then proceeded to, to answer that one. So I, I thought that was a, 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 another special and important technique for people to think about. The other thing that I wanted to point out, too, is throughout your interview, they're looking for specific examples. We said this, as a matter of fact, to our interns over the summer. Do not regurgitate back to the interviewer what's already on your resume. Because what they want, what your job is to do is to bring it to life. So whenever possible, ask, give them an example. So I, you know, start talking them through a scenario. Um, you know, somehow bridge it. Say, you know what, that question reminds me of the time that, you know, every chance you get, you want to bring it to life. Because I can say I'm a hard worker, I learn fast, um, I just need a job. But if you can give me examples of where you did these things, you're bringing those adjectives and adverbs to life. Because let's be honest, someone could have wrote your resume for you. They're a great resume writer. So you look great on paper. I can't tell you the times I've gotten people, I've I've looked at their resume, I was so excited about bringing them in. And I brought them in, and it was as if they barely had a pulse. Mm-hmm. It was like, or, and, and I, I love the way you, you mentioned this in your wrap-up, some people can have these long, verbose resumes. Someone at the conference talked about they once got a five-page resume. This person had did everything. Well, everything was about in the past. And what I could not pull out of them is what have you done to keep yourself current? So I'm glad that you you made it a point in, in, in your wrap-up to talk about how you keep yourself current. Mm-hmm. That's also important. So, you know, having a lot of experience can play against you if you're not able to um, make sure that employer knows that you're also current and up-to-date, especially in the IT industry. So I, I wanted to, to point that out. Make sure you give examples. So, so I got the job. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you're going to proceed to the next interview. That might be the next show. The next round, right? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, two last things that I also want to point out that this is something you should do in every interview. Um, you always should have some questions because more than likely the uh, interviewer should ask you if you have any questions. And it depends on whether it's your first or second interview, which each interview you can ask more detailed questions. What I love and have seen people do is take some of my questions and um, actually interject those, interject those into their questions. So, for example, um, when I mention quality, um, then what I would ask the interviewer later when I had the opportunity to ask the question is what are some of the quality initiatives that your organization has? So kind of ask them back, especially because that's one way of probing and getting more information from them. Um, also, I've seen people in the wrap-up not only ask questions, but and, and this just recently happened, and this was just an, an intern coming in, so that I was very impressed. Um, they summarized. So this is what I understand you're looking for. This is what I understand the position is, and this is what the, the department is. Do I have that correct? And so, and they did. They, they, and again, it was another way for them to show me they had done their homework. They were taking in the information I was giving them and able to ask a question back. What that told me is they are quick learners. They didn't have to tell me. They demonstrated to me I can pick up things really quickly, and I, and that was very impressive. And that was a, a young intern. So that just goes to show you the type of competition that is out there. Yeah, so this, you know what? This is going to be a great series that we're going to be doing here uh, with these mock interviews, and it'll be interesting to see how people and uh, the listening audience responds to it. I've I've got a couple of people in mind. Not only do they maybe need this type of feedback, but I'd actually like to put them on the panel and have them listen to someone interviewing for a position, and they almost seeing themselves from a different uh, perspective, and I think that will be just as viable to them moving forward as they develop themselves better for uh, these types of interviews. Absolutely, and that's why when I was thinking about this show, one of the things that came to mind is it allows you to kind of eavesdrop on someone being interviewed. You know, we can tell... We've done seminars. We've, we've talked about it, the VDPA, um, and, and that's why the boot camp, I wanted it to be interactive because someone is doing a PowerPoint slide and say, you should do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it sounds good, but there really are people who don't have the experience interviewing, secondly, don't have the confidence, um, don't have, you know, the, the immediate coaches that can help them. So they don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. The bullet points are fine. But show me, yes. and that's what this show is about. Absolutely, this is this is what differentiates us, and this is how we separate ourselves from the pack. Many times on your interviews, you get zero feedback. You go in, you go out, you don't get a phone call. You get a we decide to go in another direction or something to that effect. You have no idea what you need to work on. Here, you will know what you need to work on. Absolutely. So the challenge to you is. Number one, stay in contact with us. Email us at technologyexpresso at gmail.com. You can send us your resume, and you may be selected to be on air for us to do a mock interview, or 
you can, if you want to offer yourself to be on the panel, and as we do a mock interview, you can kind of be in the, the follow-up segment where we kind of critique and give feedback. So this is absolutely interactive, and we're reaching out, and especially to um, all of the students at DeVry, uh, DeVry DeCab, Decatur uh, campus that uh, I just recently spoke at a panel there. Um, this is one way that you can get yourself prepared. And I'm always saying the sooner the better. Don't wait till your junior, senior year. You should be in your sophomore year, start gathering this information, perfecting it, so when you are out in that job market, you are at the top of your game. And, and then speaking of, because we're coming to a, a close here quickly, um, is that there's two last points about the interview process. Um, number one, I, I have to point out, you've got to come across confident. Confident and not only that, but it's okay to brag about yourself. Right. You know, I, I love the way when at the end you, you finish strong, and that's something you've got to think about. You have to finish strong as far as I know I'm the right candidate for you. I know I will be able to do this. And this is something very important because, again, I assume nothing because I've worked with a lot of interns. It's not about I need a job. It's about what can I offer this company, what can I do for this company, how can I help you. So make sure that's your message to the person interviewing you. Not because, and I'll be honest, I've heard people say in closing, you know, uh, I've been out of work for a while, i got a mortgage and a kid in college, and, uh, you know, I'll work real hard for you. That's not what I'm trying to hear. Um, I, I, I hear your story, but, again, as an employer, it's what can you bring to me? Um, how are you going to fill uh, the void that I have and, and fill this position? So close strong and ask for the job. Ask for the job. Ask what's the next step. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh? What can I expect? What can I expect? Oh, and when can I uh, hear uh, some feedback from uh, the resume? And they'll let you know. Um, if if you don't ask, they may not tell you. Exactly. And one of the things is is leave there as if that's the only job that you're looking for. Now you may have your resume out. You know, we always encourage you. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. So you need to be interviewing with multiple employers. But at that very moment when you're with that employer, you let them know that you're hungry for that specific job. Um, so you want to know what, what is the next step. And something you said, I will be waiting for your call. I'll look, I'm looking forward to your call. I'm really excited about this opportunity. That's how you want to know. That's the note you want to end on. Right, and that's how you want to leave them uh, uh, feeling your energy. And you want to you want to exude that energy? Then this is the place. This is where you need to be. Right here with us. We will help you become energized, just like me. Talking on way too much espresso. That's what we are. Technology espresso. So get energized about your career. Be glad that we are here to help you because you're not going to find this type of interaction anywhere else. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great closing, and we're, we're right at our, uh, I think we've got 35 seconds to go, so all I'm going to do is remind you, uh, email us at technologyexpresso at gmail.com, and remember that 
Technology, and it's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O at gmail.com. And also our website is technology, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O dot com. Yes, find us out there. Go out there. Find our Twitter. Find us on LinkedIn. Find us on Facebook. Engage us. Absolutely. And with that, we thank you for another bold and engaging and invigorating show. Thank you to our audience. Stay in touch. Engage.